0: Well, hello, everybody. Justin Bell here on Life with Legends. There are fast racing drivers that make history and everybody knows their name. And there are fast racing drivers who are part of racing history. But unless you're in the sport, you will probably never know their name. John Morton is one such guy. If you ever raced against John during his extremely successful career, you for sure will have seen his name written on the side of his car as he passed you. From shop boy at Carroll Shelby's race shop to driving with Ken Miles in a 427 Cobra for his former boss, John forged a reputation as a fast and reliable driver. That eventually got him hired for the BRE Datsun team where he went on to win a ton of races. But the big time sports car scene came calling in 1985 with Jim Busby racing in a Porsche 962 which led to an amazing legacy of winning races for Nissan, including an overall win at the grueling Sebring 12 Hours. John is a quiet, polite and charming man who may have just been too nice for his own good, as my grandma would have said. Oh yes, and of course, we raced together at Le Mans in a Viper, so I know how fast he is. I truly hope you learn more about this wonderful man and enjoy our conversation. Don't forget to head over to lifewithlegends.com and check out the portrait that I took of John as well as catch up on past episodes of the show. Thank you, as always, for listening. And if you like it, please spread the word.
1: You, you know, I did a thing called dinner with racers. Dinners with racers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're and great. You, and you start talking and you start saying things you would never say because it's so relaxed yeah. And, and you think oh shit did I really say that Damn, well,
0: was I supposed to talk about that no I mean Ryan they try and, to bring it out you know, yeah the, trying to bring the, no I, I think um, and what they've done the people they've had on their shows I mean it's it's remarkable they've done yeah. a great job yeah. well, well you said the good thing about being 80 is everyone says how good you look yeah John you look really good
1: well, <laughs> thanks you too at 40 or whatever the 54 hell you, 54 I know
2: yeah. it
0: sneaks up on us Which meant that when we did Le Mans in 97, 97, (laughs) we raced the Viper together. Right. How old were you in 97?
1: I'd have to do the math. Yeah. Uh, 42. Born in 42. 52, 62, 72, 82, 92. So 50, 97. Wow. I was like 50. 55 i
0: guess i mean that's not bad you did i mean how did that come about because i remember i mean because i i i was still really focusing on european racing you know i didn't i really didn't i had done some american racing Mm -hmm. and i was the whole team was based in you know in france yeah you know did it come through chrysler america
1: yeah it came because uh as far back as the, the Dotsons in the in 1970 71, the engine builder was John. One of our engine builders was John Caldwell. Okay. He built the Viper engines for. Um, a, a, yeah, that was John. The second, I remember John. Second okay. time I drove a Viper there was okay. with you. The yep. first time was a team called uh, Kanaska Southwind, yep. and that was the year before okay and then just i guess through through john and the chrysler thing and neil hanneman yeah who was
0: he was yeah he was like one of the project lead guys wasn't he yeah i don't remember much about it because i I just remember that we i remember that 97 i won the championship for dot you know for chrysler oh did you yeah so by the end of the year in that same car
1: because but, we didn't have the best car that no we had we know we had the third we, car We had the third car <laughs> yeah it was yeah. a it was a the others were roush built i think roush yeah. and this i can't remember the details but no. there were two different uh people that pre- prepared these chassis
0: yeah all i i mean all i remember is that. That's, that's kind of summed up the whole year was I wasn't supposed to win anything in that car. You know, I <laughs> yeah. was in through Chrysler UK. Yeah. And, I mean, I have a good relationship with you to show that now from America, And I mean, we talked about it a lot. Uh-huh. I've talked about it a lot. But, you know, I was just a s- seat filler, really. You know what yeah. I mean? That third car yeah. was just, okay, we got the American guy. We need him yeah, in. We, we're
1: supposed to have an supposed American. We're supposed
0: to have an American. Yeah. And we got the British guy because we're supposed to have him in. And yeah. uh, I mean, we finished sixth i guess in class i don't know about you know i don't people. remember
1: i do remember one thing and maybe you can clarify it at night there was some problem and they found that there wasn't any any oil in the rear end and it took them it was
0: there was something like that wasn't for it? a couple of hours yeah
1: yeah, I don't remember the details, but I I thought how can a team of this magnitude for <laughs> make instance, you know, how could the car run as long as it yeah. had because it was night? Yeah, well, I we'd mean, already done that.
0: a few hours. Yeah, no, I, but it was funny. I remember that was the first time with due respect. I'd heard your name because I wasn't over here, and yeah. and. I was late twenties, and there uh-huh. you are at fifty-five, as you say. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so who is this old guy? I mean, what is he? How? <laughs> yeah. Who is this old guy? And then yeah. you came in; you were, you were very fast. And I mean, it was a it was a hell of an experience driving at Le Mans. But yeah. uh, but I guess that might have been the theme of your life, right? A little bit. Who yeah, is this guy?
1: It, you mean a filler? Yeah, yeah. Because you come it, in and you've been. I fast. wasn't. It was, it, there was a period where, yeah, you I, were the guy at one point. Yeah, and that was for three years. Yeah. And I didn't have the horsepower or the personality to, to go. Be, I mean, I went beyond there, but it very trickle. I trickled yeah. up to to a higher level after that. But, but uh, we, ha- I had teammates, like Bobby Allison and, and um, Posey. And-
0: Sorry, one second. Something just happened. Oh, it's the trouble when you use a new machine. You're not really sure which is now that's working good just making sure those two are off all right now we're going <laughs> we're good that just made me very nervous that suddenly we <laughs> we were not doing what we needed to do um sorry yeah what what was the for you what was that moment then what What were those years
1: it was a a series with a datsun yeah. japanese car that nobody i never i hate it i thought they're ugly little cars yeah and uh i ended up getting to drive one and and won a lot of races and they got more and more beautiful and isn't and, it funny
0: and, how winning can make you feel a yeah. whole lot better yeah. about about a car
1: so the with the z we had two national championships yeah. in seventy seventy one, 71 and then with the 510 the two trans am yeah uh, championships and we were pretty unbeatable and we raced against them you know the last year with the with the 510 brock put celebrities in the car to to see if i could beat them and okay. I, I always and beat you them. did one was peter gregg and yeah, bobby allison that. um herschel mcgriff sam posey
0: so they kept on throwing them at you and you kept yeah well them.
1: it was publicity too yeah, for yeah. the team but it, that's that was the really the beginning of the japanese cars performance image
0: and they i mean I, i've got to say that when when you you look at uh those early days at that point the fine line between being a professional and just doing it for fun the line wasn't as
1: defined as now was it no you, i no. mean in fact i had uh oh it was now it's been probably 12 years ago i had we had dinner with gurney yeah and i said how what kind of money did you make when you drove went to europe to drive for ferrari in the to drive the formula one car at first and he said um we got a, one we got a ticket from california hmm. to modena or wherever and uh and back. And I, you say, I said, you were flown to every race. And he said, no, we're just flown there and then back after the season. And, uh, I, and, and all your expenses. And he said, no, but but yeah. we got the racer's discount at the motel. And this is, Damn you know, yanny. this is the Formula One team with, uh, you know, Phil Hill and Allison and all the – I mean, Bob I, – I, not Bobby um you know the English Allison. Yeah,
0: and that's crazy. And it? it's like Dad. Dad said he used to get a few hundred pounds a Grand Prix at one point. But then when I spoke to Jackie Ix, I mean Jackie well, Stewart, he's
1: the guy that changed Jackie changed Ix. the pay schedule. Oh yeah, I think.
0: You mean Jackie Stewart? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. He did. But Sterling Moss, I think, took a lot of money when no one else was making money. Yeah, but. Jackie Stewart, I think, did bought yeah. the commercial sponsors in and yeah. and showed everyone how to do it. But over here, because SCCA and everything was so big, yeah, and half the big races that you wanted to be in were were run by then. So I imagine, how do you define? How do you define it? Right? Oh well, well how I'm do racing- you
1: turn from, you know, Roger Penske and Jim Hall and Hanskin and the big teams? They ran amateur races. Yeah, yeah. They probably got paid under the table, but. They had to run a whole series all the way, th- you know, all throughout the country to win their ch- whatever championship they're winning, whatever class. Yeah. And uh, it was like it was like the Can-Am or the Trans-Am later. Yeah. But it was amateur. Yeah. So how do you make the switch? It helps to be rich.
0: Yeah, it did, right? Yeah. I mean, you've been up against that probably the whole life. I mean, we all do, right? Even Formula yeah. One, they're up against it now. But yeah. You've got guys with so much money. Yeah. But yeah. they could; it was almost even more accessible to. They could buy a better car than you,
1: couldn't they? And yeah, well, you know, my only hope back then was to get hired by somebody. Yeah, because I, I bought my I, Sylvia and I scraped up money to buy a five thousand car. Yeah, and the series ended after we raced it one, t- one time. No, and then we turn, had to turn it into a Can Am car because it went to the single seat. And yeah. we did that with our own money and which was, you know, by hook and crook. Oh, yeah. And we ran from 77, partial partial series, yeah. and ran 77, 78, 79, and then drove the Frisbee in 80, and the thing was a dynamite car, but it was still a 332 chassis. Yeah. And, uh, and then I got my first Le Mans ride was 1979, and I got a call from Ted Field, you know, Ted yeah, yeah. Interscope. Yeah, and I, he said, uh, I wondered if you'd like to drive with me and, and uh, Milt Minner at Le Mans. He said, Danny's got a conflict with Indy car testing or or something. Yeah. And uh, he said, I can't pay you much. Um, I'm in a one-bedroom apartment. But he
0: still said the right words. He said, he I, said he's going to pay you something. No, no he <laughs> said, I,
1: I, I can only pay you $2,000 in expenses. And I said... okay that's (laughs) okay I'll do that it was like more money that I'd made in a year yeah yeah that's crazy uh, anyway that was the first time and then and then a couple times with Canetti and a a Ferrari
0: what do you remember about going to Le Mans because everyone has their first impressions now of course it's still just as cool I mean Le Mans but with the new grandstands and you know swipe card entry and the paddock I mean the paddock describe your first impressions of that because the garages right where the with the pit lane
1: it was yeah. there was, it was gravel on gravel like behind and the guys mechanics would, would walk behind the wall and just pee and the yeah. you know and or whatever and it, they, they had the most archaic uh, bathroom facilities Awful. and it was so embarrassing to ask a sometimes a fairly pretty girl can yeah. I buy some toilet paper and I they know. give you like two sheets for, for a shill for a
2: for
1: a, a uh, franc yeah franc yeah yeah and I said could I have a couple more <laughs> and I mean it was a whole different world yeah. it was but the, you know when I was a kid I had a game called Le Mans. It was a board game, yeah, and you'd roll the dice and and move your car, and wow. and uh, I thought, man, to ever and the other side was Monaco. Uh, Monaco, I never yeah. did that, but I thought how cool it was to do what I did as a kid, yeah, and you're uh, there, game board, yeah. And,
0: I I think that's what's wonderful about Le Mans, is that you're there and the french it's such a massive french race there everyone's sort of collaborating on yeah. being there but at its heart it was you're driving around the street right you're driving on the roads it was so for the majority of the track it was there's a there's a very even now a sophisticated side to it and there's a very agricultural side to it yeah. right and it must yeah. have been hugely so then i yeah. mean out the back no mulsanne no 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 chicanes. no chicanes just no, the first time that,
1: it was in a ninth. The first time was with the Interscope nine thirty-five, and I'd driven pretty fast cars, yeah. you know, Can Am cars, the five liter, and the and the. But I thought you don't do that for three miles. No. <laughs> holy sh! You know, you have a, a feeling of vulnerability yeah. that I'd never felt before, and with the one two lane highway and the old song hot rod lincoln where the oh. r- lines on the road look like dots yeah that's the way it was yeah. but you know after a couple of laps you think well i can rest here kind of
2: yeah
1: and uh, yeah it was okay i mean that's the, i liked it better than the chicanes really
0: yeah i know i never drove without them they yeah. came in the year before i first went there yeah and i mean dad you say in the 917 he said it was the only chance you know once you've gone through the kink you'd sort of tighten your belts look at the gauges yeah you know just relax your shoulders and arms a little bit and yeah once you got used to the track it mm-hmm.
1: was uh yeah that d- kink it was fl- it was it wasn't even a turn no. with the chicane but when there wasn't any and you approached at full speed and tried not to lift
0: and and especially if and the odds are sometimes someone's going to be alongside
1: you. That's the worst part. Was that awful? The, the timing of getting You could see them then. coming or you yeah. were
0: coming on them. Yeah,
1: either way, it's yeah. T- scary.
0: Yeah, no, I I was... I couldn't believe in the Viper when the first time I drove it there in the rain was how just crossing over the center line was like a... I thought about it for a lap, you know, because the, the paint and the line would, like, jog the car. Yeah. And I was like, God, this is... I can't even imagine when they, before they had chicanes, God. They had a
1: thing, one year, it was 1990, I mean, 1986, I drove with George Fulmer Mm -hmm. in the 956. Yeah. And we were on Goodyear tires, and I, I, it was a Yost team, and we had, the sky had rented the, kind of rented the ride, but it was the Yost team, and, and i go down the straight, and the car was doing this. And oh. there's something really wrong with this uh-huh. thing. And I'd come in, and they'd check everything. And there's nothing wrong. They, they can't find anything. So I go back out, and I see an, another 1956, 956 And it's doing the same thing. It, you know, 220 yeah, miles yeah, an hour, yeah. this thing's going. And I, you just got used to it, because it was the tire, something in the Goodyear construction that year. yeah. And the cars would just, you know, wiggle. Move
0: jumping around a bit dad and i did drove the Lernbrow car at the historic 24 and they put michelins on it and dad said all the handling issues i ever had they went away went away straight away yeah you know tire technology and also michelins the way they do stuff um did but the 956 era you caught on you, you you did well with hurley didn't you with Hurley Hayward? That was in a Jaguar.
1: Oh, was it in the Jag? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was later. Oh, it was. All right. We ran a nine, 962 with uh, Busby's team for two okay. years. And we won Riverside. And we won it with Hurley, too, in the That's in what the I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, that was... That must have been... At least you can say you were part of that era because they were monstrous. Yeah. They were... You had Can-Am back in the day and then you had you had the Jags and the... The nine five six nine six twos didn't yeah, you? Yeah, were, and then the, the Nissans and then the
1: Nissans. Yeah, the, um, the 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 only part of that year, the two years eighty five and six, with the with the uh, with the Busby team that I didn't like, and I shouldn't, I don't know if I should even say this. We were running what good good Rich wanted to call a street radial. Okay and it was a big compromise to run that that construction because of the tire the uh, tire construction had to be more radial than than it really wanted to be at that time and the car the tires would go off real quick and we did win river said we finished second at sebring in in 86 with that car but we 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 could have potentially won because the car that won was uh, had had trouble, too. Mm-hmm. But Darren Brassfield was driving with me, and he kept breaking the noses. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, but anyway, it was still a great—I love Sebring. In, in okay. 94, uh, the first time I ever raced it was 64 when I was tw- 20. No way. Yeah, I drove with Ken Miles in 64. So— in a Cobra. Yeah, I saw that. I
0: read that. Yeah. I mean, that was... So when you went and worked for Shelby in the shop, uh-huh. that was with the pure intention of trying to get yourself into a race car?
1: Well, yeah, I was, was trying it? to get my feet right. into racing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd race carts.
0: What was that like being in the in that shop?
1: You know, thinking back on it, what a historic period that was. Yeah. But when you're doing history, you don't know you're doing history. Yeah um but it was the car i you know i drove i i had college money left because I, yeah. I dropped out at, at, after two years because I, I i wasn't going to be tw- you had to be 21 to race and i wasn't okay. going to be going to college when i could be racing yeah that was my fairly immature attitude <laughs> yeah. at the time Must totally
0: please your parents
1: yeah. yeah so i yeah so i i took the. i i called the two driving schools in England, I had my mother write the letters yeah. to to the Cooper School, and they were out of business and they suggested the Russell School and I wrote the yeah. Russell school they weren 't here yet
2: yeah.
1: and they they never answered. Then I saw an ad for the Shelby School, and I instantly got a, a yeah come on out okay, and it was a thousand dollars to drive the school car and five hundred if I drove my own car well, i didn 't have a suitable car. Yeah. But I drove to, drove to Riverside, and expecting to be taught how to drive by Carol Shelby. I already knew how to drive, but yeah. I mean, and it ended up being Pete Brock. Oh, did I it? Was, he, oh, was, he was funny. a brand new guy. He hadn't raced much. He wasn't
0: either. Pete Brock when he was then, right? You know what I mean? As he was Pete Brock, but he wasn't he wasn't the guy we know now. He was right just, a guy. Pete he Brock. Was just yeah. a guy. yeah was yeah, just I a mean, guy. I mean, he was
1: he was uh, you know he was a. A, a bright uh, uh, engineer, not yeah. engineer, but a, a stylist, car stylist, yeah. and worked at GM for a while. And then he came. He wanted to race, and he wanted he wanted to drive for Shelby, but he he ended up getting to be the school teacher. Yeah. And the school car that I got was the Cobra, the first one ever made, and it was. Wow. The, no Cobra had been in a car. Is emoration. that the one Bruce Myron's? No. No, no, that's really not the first no, one. No, you
0: got you drove the Mule, the test, the prototype. The, the prototype.
1: Whoa. That was the school car. I've seen that, yeah. Well, it was just a, you know, it, it, they were done with the magazine stuff. So here, you need, this guy needs a car to drive yeah. in the school. And um, so I drove it for the five days. It barely, you know, it was really a piece of crap. Then it yeah. sold about four years ago for 13 million dollars
0: yeah. you could have probably bought it for 500
2: <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah. anyway I, I saw that, well during the school uh, shelby came out mm. to test the first car that was going to race and that yeah. was with billy Krause as the driver and i i was introduced to shelby and i asked for a job and he he said come and see me monday did he really so, so I became the janitor at Shelby American. Oh. Uh, but then I worked... That was 62. By 64, I was I raced with Ken Miles at, at there, and we won the Road America 500. Won our class. We were second overall to Pabst and Hanskin in a, a 250 LM Ferrari, and then ran again at Bridgehampton the next week. How old was Ken then? Well, it was... About forty five, okay, forty four. Well, I think he was forty seven when he died. Yeah, I think, mm. um and that was in sixty seven, and this is sixty four. So,
0: yeah, what? How did you feel when you watched the Ford versus Ferrari mu- movie?
1: They they missed it so really? badly. Yeah. yeah, I mean the f- idea of Shelby and and. And Miles fighting on the front, you know, yeah. the, rolling around in the grass fighting. Yeah, he wasn't like that. I mean, he had a prickly personality. You mean Shelby? No, I no, mean Miles. Miles, but he what? And they pictured him as this hostile guy that was just super nice to his son. Yeah, his son said that's not the way he was. No, and uh, and the guy that was really responsible. If this guy hadn't been there, he, Shelby the, Shelby would have been a but just a footnote in history really as a driver yeah and yeah. As a manufacturer it would have fizzled if phil remington hadn't been there and the guy they had portrayed phil remy not the guy it was the way they portrayed him he's like a car salesman yeah and i mean that was as far from remington as as you could ma- manage yeah
0: And then, isn't, isn't it weird it's kind of sad that in order to make a movie that the other ninety nine percent of people that will watch that, oh, they watched loved it. it. They loved it because it was the human side of racing, and the, yeah. and then you look back on like McQueen doing Le Mans, he didn't he didn't want to sensationalize it, which meant the movie didn't do anything.
1: Didn't for, even have a story. Didn't
0: even have a story, no. you know. And it was just too too far the other way. I remember I had a when Dad did the Porsche driving school all those years ago. Uh-huh. We had a couple of Navy pilots come along, and they were they they were on the school and they had like one had a I don't know they both had 9-11s let's say and they were talking at the little dinner we did and they'd say oh did you you know what was you, do you like uh days of thunder I'm like Ugh, no I mean it's, you don't yeah you don't downshift uh, yeah. on the banking actually at the they speed. do now they do now <laughs> da, da, da. but you yeah. know back then you know it was no. wide of and when your crew chief tells you to go by on the outside and they're like laughing they said well uh, we didn't know that we just loved it and yeah. then I, they said did you like top gun and i go god best movie ever made and they said we don't put the flaps off and hit a stall at mac 5 you yeah. know what i mean the yeah. plane would disintegrate i'm like yeah well i didn't know that it just made good yeah, tv no. right yeah. yeah
1: yeah no i wondered how you know the the thing about the fighter pilots they they're i mean i don't know fighter i don't yeah. really personally know any fighter pilots but i i fly and i know that ego of a pilot just yeah. because he can fly a plane yeah. and to fly a, a you know a fighter jet fighter they you know they yeah. i think they probably reveled in that movie because it met ma- well, it i think they did it glorified what they do well, it made them
0: yeah it yeah. made them look very very cool it was uh you know one of the things as i've been doing these and talking with everybody is a you guys had no clue whether you'd make a living at it you just hoped you would you didn't know how long it was going to be. Yeah. There was no, there weren't as many heroes. If you like, There may have been heroes, but there weren't as many role models as a career. Yeah. But who, was, but who would have been the guy you looked at and went, ooh, I, I want a piece of that career?
1: It was more that I idolized uh, Phil Hill, yeah. Gurney, Sterling Moss, Mike Hawthorne, I don't know why they just were the guys, and it, it was hard to get any information. This is I lived in Illinois near Chicago, and and this is in the in the early fifties, mid fifties, and uh, the information was so cu- slow coming. You'd get a road and track or a car and driver, and in yeah. two months after the race, you'd get a race report. Um, but I don't know, there was just something magical about the, about Sterling Moss yeah. and and Gurney and Hill. Phil Hill first. Phil Hill came to uh, Sebring, and he won three times. I think. Yeah. He came to Sebring in 1994 when I was driving the Nissan GTS car, and he said, uh, "I said, when you were racing back in, you know, the for Ferrari and winning the winning Sebring multiple times, yeah. what kind of." And then went over and became a Formula One driver for for What kind of money? I'm not asking yeah. you how much did you get, yeah. but what kind of, what roughly did you get? And he's figuring it in lira. And he, he said uh, my pay was about uh, about eighteen hundred dollars a month, <laughs> and, and uh, he said, but when he won the world championship, all told, he got about a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! In what year? Sixty one, and that was yeah that was millions in today's yeah. world so wow later that race in that car we won overall uh in 94 and it was 30 years after i'd raced with miles and the that was the first professional race i ever ran was with him in 64 jeez and the cobra
0: yeah have you been to um the uh shelby museum in
1: colorado yeah I got a driving suit there, the uh, one yeah, I bought I at Sebring. Oh, really? Yeah, the, it was like a fifteen dollar yeah. suit. Yeah. Nick.
0: I saw, I saw that. I mean, I, what a place they put together. Yeah. But they showed me. Did they show you the Ken Miles, the car, your car? There's a piece of it at the back. Yeah. And they showed it to me.
1: And uh, you mean the one he crashed in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I no, wasn't, you never drove that car. No.
0: Yeah. No, but he. Uh, sorry, uh, he showed me you know, we were talking about the movie and then he said that you should see this and it's like the dashboard he has of the car and you know, was it burned? Or? It was It was, uh, it was dented up a bit. It didn't look burned. Um, yeah. but the trouble was is where he went, he got thrown, he thrown got out. thrown f- yeah. from under that. So, you yeah. know, so I don't know. in when we do what we do, right. If yeah. you see any trace of that, it's, uh, it's, It's pretty harrowing for a racing driver, X or otherwise. And
1: now it's it's probably safer than football. Yeah, and maybe an equivalent with I don't know some sport that seemed safe. Racing is so safe now. Yeah, it doesn't. It the, the, the the reputation of being a crazy sport, super dangerous, is gone because of the safety stuff. But it also ruined the romance to me yeah i mean i don't want anybody to get hurt certainly not killed but to have the tracks as sterile as they are have be- in europe especially yeah. the, the formula one track like austin is the example yeah. we have here I, that's a great track but wonderful it's, but you
0: could spin 25 times and not hit a
1: thing yeah yeah it didn't you i mean the, when i the, several times i went to le mans somebody got killed yeah and uh, once it was in exactly the same car i was driving i mean the same a, a 956 a joe gartner and he had won oh, something that. that year and i'm out in the track and i see the remains of the car and we were we went under caution for 3 hours
0: did you have to keep driving car. around seeing Just it every driving
1: around for 3 hours while they repaired the guardrail and i was so scared it was, it was and moss cuz it was a you know, year was nothing left to, no. to know what it was, except that it was a Porsche, and and, and you the he,
0: radio they didn't tell you
1: on the radio, they didn't have radios, uh, of
0: course not. Yeah, they can't exactly
1: put a pit board out, can they? You know, they'd ta- tell you. they would get a signal at the hair at the what they call the, the yeah, Mulsanne hairpin, yeah. the hair, which is, uh, and they they'd get get a sing- signal, and. No, you would. You would. They would. Let's see how to. I think what what happened. You you get a time as you pass the pit hmm. at, past your timing, uh, and they on a they'd ring on the telephone. They'd call the time the uh, signal pits, which was way the hell on the other side of the track, oh, wow. and say you know he just did a a, a three o two or a three o yeah, yeah. and and you get back. You know, three miles, two miles later, three miles later, four miles later, you get a, a signboard. Wow! But there's a little—it's t- just a phone, little phone. Everyone calling each. Yeah, not a not a cell phone. No, it's just a phone, a rotary admiring, phone going through, hooked up to the.
0: The danger side, people. I think you're right about the reputation racing had back in the day, my dad's day, your day. I mean, Formula Three, Dad lost there were like eleven drivers died in you know within a year and a half and yeah. that's it. I mean massive. If you hit a car, you look at them now, no wonder they died. Fuel yeah. tanks either side of you yeah. just feet in front of the center line of the wheel. Yeah. I mean they would must just fold it up. Did you did you ever worry about that for yourself or 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 was it like a case of
1: it's not gonna happen to me because it's just not No I used no. I'm totally not religious yeah i'm totally not re- i mean and yeah. i'm not a believer at, at, yeah. in, in any at any level but i used to when i first started i used to say a little prayer that everybody be okay yeah and this is 1963 yeah yeah and uh, i I'd say i say i i want everybody to i want me i want to do well but i can't i i, I can't Say, I want you to make me win my race, yeah God, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. because i don't deserve it any more than these other guys, yeah. but now you get these guys thanking God and I Jesus know. and all the time. for letting them win a stock car race, yeah, and it kind of all seems a bit ridiculous yeah, that. and it, i mean it's it's absurd, but yeah, I did worry about it yeah I, I i don't really worry about it anymore, and I've had a couple of really nasty crashes, but um i It's a sliding, it's a kind of a sliding scale. In the 50s, you knew you might die. And in the 60s, you were pretty much hoping you wouldn't. And likely you weren't, but very possibly you were. All the way up in in the 70s were dangerous too, very dangerous. But as it got, it's stop being so dangerous yeah and in your mentality may have changed slightly as you as it went if you were racing for that long you really could feel the diff you feel the difference in the yeah. safety i remember i a load of 23 with a big gas tank on each side fragile little car big yeah. gas tank on each side no no fuel cells were were no. even invented then and well, just yeah it's pretty dangerous. who was
0: your closest who was the closest person to
1: you that lost his life? Uh, Jimmy Clark and I never met him. Oh, really? I mean, he, it had such. But a your impact. hero
0: died, like Senna, to a lot of yeah other people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When he died, everyone just went. If it can happen to him, yeah.
1: No, it was it just it was crushing to me. Yeah. I, in fact, when I heard it on the news. I didn't want to believe it and I said, I'm gonna wait till the next newscast to see if it really did. and it, it did, had. Yeah. And I remember going to work, I was working making oil pans, and nobody else even yeah, I heard this guy got killed. Yeah. I mean and it had such an impact on my life. And other you no know, people you know, people I knew didn't know no. that you know, didn't care. I mean it not that they were uncaring, they didn't know who he was or they'd heard his name, but but there, that something really struck me about it, as far as personally, I the two guys that meant the and I, I can't say they were really close friends, but I worked I worked with them and I I knew them pretty pretty well were Dave McDonald and and Miles, mm-hmm. and the one of the saddest things that I and I can hardly tell the story. Um, I was. I bought a, a Lotus 23, and Shelby painted it the Shelby color, um, which was the lighter blue at the time. And I entered it, at, it; it was entered at most most port at the Player 200 with McDonald's Cooper and Miles in a Cobra, and my 23 are all in the, mm-hmm. the semi. And I got I hitched a ride in the semi with a truck driver to. To go to the race, which yeah. was, and it was the week after Indianapolis, and we've got Miles' car and my car and McDonald's car, and and we're listening to, with all this cool because we can listen to the 500 and see how Dave dies, but Dave, how Dave does in a really crummy car, and uh, he got killed on the second lap, and and here we've got his car to the next race.
0: Oh, John, yeah those are the moments I've said that I as, actually as asked Dad about it you know well I experienced it with uh, with Paul Warwick and I just started racing I mean you know Derek Warwick's son and we were both sponsored by Camel and he, he died in the 3000 race and you know it's we a for, a Sports Formula 2000 former 3000 former 3000 oh, you know uh-huh. super fast cars yeah, yeah. at Alton Park and like a 5000 yeah cars. and I'm like you know he was destined for Formula 1 you know and Jesus you know one minute you're shaking and holding his hand and you know the next is gone and I remember going well like us all we go do we is that supposed to be what you know that's not going to be me I mean it's not going to stop me and I remember at the funeral we we were all at the funeral together you know David Bradman me and all the drivers and of course you're just burdened by this all all your own internal thoughts yeah and then
1: see you next week yeah right I Mm -hmm. know that's off we go I yeah, mean yeah same same thing yeah Sterling
0: got, used to say that to me he he told me that he said he said you just you know you went and chatted to the birds you know met some girls you'd have a drink and you know he said who said that Sterling used to oh, say yeah. it when I asked him yeah, about, he met he, a lot of girls he a met a lot of girls
2: <laughs> a lot of birds
1: yeah a lot of birds yeah, for a bald guy he did well
0: he did very <laughs> well as he said if you're wearing a race suit chap, in the bar after a race
1: it's yeah it works very well yeah
0: yeah. Did you ever meet him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he was easy to talk to and but I never I was still even when I was had been racing professionally for fifteen or twenty yeah, or yeah. thirty years, I still was intimidated by hey. and you know, other guys had you know that I did know were oh yeah, I went out with Moss and and, and had with Katie and had a had dinner. Yeah. And I never, I never did that but yeah. I always wanted to yeah but I did get to, you know kind of meeting your heroes and I was never disappointed in them like yeah. Phil Hill and yeah. and, uh, and Gurney I only met maybe from- Shelby a little bit maybe Shelby <laughs>
0: but, but yeah he was definitely a he was definitely a guy wasn't he I mean he was definitely a hustler I mean that's yeah. the, that's the stuff many books and movies I'm sure could be made about
1: it but it's yeah. He was uh, he was definitely a unique guy. Yeah, he, he was and I have tremendous respect for him. And you know I ended up you know after the 64 season I didn't I, I didn't get I wanted to go to Europe and drive yeah. on the Ford team, but it didn't happen and, and I coasted I, I struggled for years after that before the dots and stuff came up, yeah. um, nickel and diming, running my own amateur car. And, um and I always resented that Shelby not that he didn't take me there but that he just basically fired me a yeah. whole bunch of people um, and it was because Ford had gotten pretty heavy footprint yeah and so um I I used it as a little I felt a little hostile toward him yeah and then for some reason about nineteen. 19- mid-90s, I guess it was, I was asked to, as a, asked to roast him at a dinner. Whoa. Along with, along with Gurney, Brock, um, Danny Sullivan, um, two or three other, you know, prominent people. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what, why me? What, what, I, I haven't seen him in years. I haven't talked to him since i worked for him. And, and, um, uh, so I was so intimidated because it was like a hundred dollar a plate yeah. dinner or something. And I practiced, we were all up on the days and you know, sitting there uh, waiting for our turn to to roast Shelby. And I had practiced my little thing I was going to say, I practiced it for a month, word <laughs> for word. I didn't write any of it down, I no, just no. remembered yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm up there sitting next to Gurney, and he's Taking notes like he's he's figuring out what he's going to say and he's got to go do it in a, five, in a couple of minutes and Jeez. I'm scared, so scared anyway and I knew exactly what I was supposed to say That's, and Brock was telling a, a dirty joke about him and I mean his roast and then um, Sullivan had didn't he wasn't that close back then yeah but so what uh, did you say what did I say yeah I I made up a thing I don't know that he had the he had to, uh, it, I think it was his girlfriend or something, that had dressed the whole crew in 64, at, at Sebring in 63 with with Hollywood uh, bibbed overalls. Okay. And they were falling down. and yeah. yeah. And, and I, I roasted him on that and two or three other things. that, And that was a hard roast. I mean, oh, I, I, I really bet. nailed him. But I didn't do it out of vengeance. I just no. did it because... It's a roast, this is what yeah. you're supposed to do, yeah yeah. and Stur- what a fun thing. Um, uh, Lou Spencer was in the audience who was a prominent Shelby employee and driver, and uh, somebody said to him, "Oh, they got a professional up there, a com- professional oh. comedian." And it was me. No, I, you know, it worked so well, and that from that time point on, we kind of were friends. That's great. And then I drove for him at Goodwood a couple times in Monterey.
0: So, yeah, you meant, when you when I came
1: in, you were talking about planes. Uh-huh. So you've. To a guy that. To a guy. A friend that, uh, I, he, he stopped, he's my age exactly. Uh, okay. He quit, he quit flying because he uh, thought he was getting a little slower on the originally. Yeah,
0: obviously not you. Tell he me about super, flying.
1: Well, no, oh, me too, but I'm yeah. <laughs> still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Well, I I always wanted to fly since I was a little kid, but not with the passion that I wanted to race. Yeah. And I didn't think of it as a professional. I just wanted to fly. And uh, I didn't have the money and the time at the same time. And then I drove for Busby in 85 with Pete Halsmer. Do you know? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: I know Pete.
1: With Pete Halsmer. And the the first time I drove with on Busby's team was at Le Mans in in '84, and we won our class, uh, the C2 class, with uh, Halsmer wasn't in the car. Um, it was with uh, John Osteen and uh, a Japanese driver named Kadayama. But we won. You know, there was there were only two classes then. I think C1 and C2, and yeah. we won the C2 in a, a Lola powered a Mazda powered Lola. So then I ended up on the team with 962s, a Goodrich team. Um, this was a Goodrich-sponsored program, and I I wanted the job. I mean, I wanted to drive the 962s, and I, I was hired. And I didn't know there was such a thing as the Porsche Cup. You know what the Porsche Cup Oh, yeah. I never heard I, – I didn't know anything about it. I didn't think it had anything to do with, with what we were doing. But Pete – knew about it and he said i want to be listed as the main lead driver and the reason was because the lead i didn't know this lead driver got twice the points that the co-driver got
0: i've never heard that
1: yeah Well and i didn't know it either wow. and, and so and i didn't care i didn't even know what the hell the porsche cup was but we got to uh, we won riverside and then we always did pretty well and then we um uh, we got to uh Phoenix, and uh, I forget his name now, the guy that was the head of uh, the Porsche competition over here, one of the... Um, he was so well-known. Yeah. Um, okay, my brain's dead. I too. can't think of it right now. I mean, this is before Holbert. Yeah. And before Alvin. Um, and he he, came, he said, well, oh, you guys are doing great in the Porsche Cup. Pete's, Pete's first, and you're six there was something i said wait a minute we're driving the same car we both won the same race and he's oh that's because the lead driver gets the the points and the double (gasps) points and i i didn't care i mean i didn't really care but i thought shit i didn't know that yeah um so the end of the year pete finishes second in the porsche cup to drake olsen i think and uh we out, We get, and I finished. I don't know tenth or twelfth, yeah. and and we go to Germany to get the awards. Trip to Germany it was cool. Going through yeah. the Porsche factory and and then a dinner where we met Doctor Porsche and got a book or something. I can yeah. And uh, Peter Pete gets his check for like twelve thousand dollars. And I get a check for two thousand dollars or something and and he i mean Pete was a really good driver yeah. and you know underrated probably and but uh so <laughs> he felt guilty, and he flew he'd been flying since he was a little kid. his father had an airport in in, uh. in uh, ohio um, so he uh felt guilty so he bought me flying lessons with he got bought me the first 10 hours of flying lessons. brilliant yeah with the money with the dip because he because he'd screwed me so bad Uh, (laughs) he didn't screw me really the way it worked out it worked out and um i did it ever since
0: god a great way of getting around the country
1: yeah
0: good for you i never want to do it you see because i never i I like the i've held you know, landed and taken off my friend's little Cessna before back in the day. But I, I'm just not, It's nor is my father, although he did get his license, never f- used it. Uh-huh. He flew solo. We're not, the Bells are not the most methodical people. You know what I mean? The, the skill of flying is not the problem. It's yeah, the, I'm not that it's good. It's the maintenance, it and it's the worrying about the navigation. And I mean, yeah. if it was just crop dusting flying, I, I think I'd have, in Australia,
1: I'd have I'd have signed up as a kid, right? because yeah. that looks yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's a a technical side of it that I don't really care about. I don't yeah. like that. But, yeah. Um, I just like fly on the plane, but you have to do the other. I mean, I've been to, flown to North Carolina, flown to Oshkosh, to Canada, to yeah. Mosport, to And, uh, you know, I got away with a lot of stuff yeah. that I, sh- well, I got a couple of things I didn't get away <laughs> with. But, but yeah, the, and racing, as they've made it safe, you can't do that with flying. No. Nah. You can make it Yeah. a little, yeah, you, you're flying. I, I have a plane that was designed... Virtually the same plane in 1936, and you—it's—it's it's the pilot that's gonna. The Plane isn't gonna fall apart. No, I mean, no. it's not. It's, it's just. It's uh,
0: the pilot's got to be on top
1: of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you watch racing now?
1: I watch I watch NASCAR. I watch NASCAR. You watch NASCAR. I watch NASCAR. I watch Formula One. Yeah. Uh, I. Don't watch sports cars much. Really? I, ro- I watch the big races, yeah, you know, Daytona, Daytona Sebring, yeah. Le Mans. But I don't know. It's because I'm not doing it myself. but just yeah. and I don't, you know, the names. I'd, I, I but you know, there's Sylvia just came out with a, a, a remake of a book she did in '83 called "Dirt Tracks to Glory." It's an yeah. in-depth his kind of an in-depth history of NASCAR told by the old drivers and. Uh, you know, I, I the first time I was ever in a race in a car that really was considered a car, yeah. not a go kart, was in college, and I, uh, I I'd been there for two weeks in at Clemson in South Carolina, and I thought, am I? I was so bored, and I'm walk. I, the college, the town was right across the street from the yeah. school, and then you're in the little heart of Clemson, which yeah. is nothing. And uh, I come up on these guys, kind of dead end guys, you'd, you'd say, with driving these, and they got the, these old cars. One was yeah. a Ford, like a forty, a thirty nine, uh, a forty Ford, no, a thirty seven Plymouth, and two fifty Fords. Yeah. And that was, and they called themselves Care, Clemson Auto Racing Enthusiasts, yeah. yeah. and and they were. Nice guys, they were friendly, and I was a Yankee, so I you know they kind of there's a little hostility there yeah. in the south, probably still, yeah still and um uh, i said what do you where do you guys race and they said we go to Ander, uh, at Seneca we are racing i said oh i'd I'd like to see it some where well, you can go with us tonight and I did, and um uh, they're racing with uh, my Dan, the guy that was became a really good friend, is racing with a a football helmet, <laughs> and dressed like I am really? now, t-shirt, no. and um, I said, "I want to do this. How do how do I get to do this? Because I'm not I'm not 21." He said, "You don't have to be. They don't care how old you are here. They were my age, yeah. these guys." And he said, "Well, you have to have a car." and, and Well, I, well, how do I get a car? He said, "Well, you just we'll go find you a car if you got any money." I, I checked out. I got all the money out of the little student bank that I had for, you know, for movies and stuff. It was yeah. 43 bucks. And we, Dan and I, we headed for, for the used car lots and found a 1940 Ford that today would be worth several thousand dollars. Yeah. And they were asking $65 for it. This is 1961. And I... And i said i only have 43 bucks he said let me do the talking because you know yeah, you're yeah. a yankee and uh, he said well we got we got 43 bucks and well he said okay i'll take that so i drive this 44 it? it ran and and i drove it back to school as fast as it'd go which was, had i don't probably a 75 or so Felt had a flathead. was a flathead um two-door sedan and i went to Parked it at their little where they worked on stuff and went to class. And when I got back, they'd already torched the fenders off. And that's great. And, that's and, so uh, cool. And I raced it that next weekend. Yeah. God. So, but so that was the first time I was ever in a real yeah. r- car that wow. raced. That's a, And fantastic. we did it several times. and Wow.
0: Can you pass me the green camera down there? The smaller camera. There's one on the two on the chair. There's one that's smaller. This one.
1: Yeah. Please.
0: Thanks. So I just take pictures sometimes as we're going, how did you, um, I always think when you look at a room of drivers, you, you know, they're all in their own thoughts, especially in the driver's meeting and there's bravado. Some are, some are more vivacious than others, right? Some are quieter, but you know, they're all with maturity, you know, they're all thinking a lot of things. You know, yeah. am I good enough today? Is he good? How good is he? Yeah. Did you? Um, how were you in that situation? How confident were you of yourself of, of how good you were? I'm saying that because from my point of view, I didn't actually have much confidence most of the time. I was great when I was in the car, but out of the car, I just thought everyone was quicker than me. I, I wasn't.
1: I I um, I'm the same way. Really? Yeah. And the, you know, the, in in 19. 19- 70, 69 through through
2: seventy-two.
1: Yeah. I after the very initial period. Yeah. in Sixty-nine in a Datsun Roadster, um, and I started winning.
2: Yeah.
1: And and then I got in the 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 the, uh, the C production car, and that was yeah. the, that was like a professional class back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I I st- I won. I won a lot. And I won two national championships in, in a row at, at Road Atlanta. And then the 510 was yeah. 71 and 72. The 510, I had the pole. It, we raced 19 times in those two years, that car. I, won, I had the pole, 16 of those 19, wow. and led every race yeah. I ever ran. And every day before the race I think I don't think I'm going to win today <laughs> or really? I think I might get beaten and I yeah, yeah. you know I it, yeah, you had no reason it, to think that no I had reason to. that was the period of my life I should have had the most confidence yeah. and I I still yeah. doubted yourself not so much my skill but just the whole package yeah. you know and why do
0: you think where do you think you rated because you won so much and they and big teams put you alongside people that are more household names than you. What? What? Why do you think that was?
1: I think I think if I had to pick a tendency that I have, it's that I don't wreck cars much, and I yeah. usually and I'm not hard on them. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, yeah.
1: And I was pretty fast. You were fast. Yes, I'm saying you were fast. People. But I, you know, I never got. You know, if I had to do it over again i would have pursued indianapolis racing
0: i was going to ask you that if you could do it all over again you would
1: yeah because you'd have been a good indy some, car driver i don't know i did drive some yeah i, I drove I you. uh oh, of course you did and i drove on bad teams or poor you
0: finished ninth somewhere though didn't you you had a good result i think
1: yeah I, yeah that's about where i'd finished but yeah. i was in a it was never on a good one so it was uh yeah. it was on the the uh center line wheels car the first month, the first race they had it uh, the first indy car race at long beach yeah. and i finished somewhere cuz i finished i yeah. won the probemi pass award it used to be a yeah. probemi Veal would issue the this this check to the people who'd passed the most cars and uh i passed the most cars because that all the ones i passed were stopped yeah. <laughs> already broken yeah. but it was a pretty good check yeah um, so I I couldn't even gauge myself in that series because of the cars I was no. driving.
0: And of course, to make it an IndyCar is a life-changing, career-changing, financial-changing
1: yeah. moment. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, you have to have money to get. You have to have money, I, I, to get or you name. have to be a star. I mean, there were guys that that emerged that weren't rich guys, yeah. like know, Drake Olson. Um, not any cars, it was sports yeah, yeah. cars. But, you know, a lot of guys m- made it with, you know, meager meager yeah. funds, I think.
0: And did you, literally, I think I've asked everyone this question. Um, who was the guy out on track, or you watched him, or he came by you, or you saw something in qualifying and you went, fuck, okay. Even on my best day, I don't know if I could do that. Who was your guy like that that you that you might have just thought God he was such a talent?
1: You know the the guys at that level were they guys I really probably wasn't even racing against because they were they were the heroes that I yeah. had like Clark and Gurney and and Moss. So yeah. I never really so you had, w- you never could see that. I wow. never no I I beat I I beat some guys that. I I'm kind of surprised they beat. Yeah. Um but I lost I was slower than some guys that I thought I should yeah. be faster than. And it's and every it, it's it's kind of a moving target. You think I I wasn't that good here so I need to get better yeah i need to do something different but as far as having a guy that was just i was just in awe it, the only one time I, I had that feeling zipped through me it was at a rain race at Road atlanta in formula 5000 and i'm in a lola t400 which wasn't a good car no. it was a mistake car um and it's raining like hell and i'm and Andretti goes by in a, in one of the Vels, 332s. And I thought, holy shit, how yeah. do you do that in the rain? <laughs> yeah, I bet. I yeah.
0: know. So when you look back at your career, I mean, there you are, 80 years old. My dad's 80. There's a generation of you that really came through those woods, thankfully. Touch wood, unscathed. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no real, other getting into IndyCar, no r- real
1: regrets on the choice of life? The No, not really. Um, my only, I mean, if I have a regret, I mean, I'm, I don't regret that I didn't race indie cars. I wish I had, yeah. but I don't know if I'd call it a regret. Yeah. Maybe it is. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I think I got as far as I could get with the talent I had, yeah. both physically driving talent and ability to, to promote, which was my very weakest point. Yeah. And I, I mean, there were guys that got farther than I did on personality. And I have a good per. I don't have yeah. a shitty person. <laughs> no, no. Can you say shit? I'm yeah. Say? yeah, you can say okay. shit, whatever you want. <laughs> uh, I, did, I had a good personality, but I didn't have an aggressive... Yeah. And asking people for money was repugnant to me. And I asked one guy for money, I mean, I asked a few people, but it, it was a, became a good friend, but I, I was introduced to him, and Phil Conti. Okay. And, uh, and he, I, I was trying to get some sponsorship for my own 5,000 car. And, and he, he said, well, you know, I'd like to help you. He said, I'll write letters for you. And, but he said, the most I could ever give, you know, spend in racing is $5,000. And I'm thinking I didn't say well thanks a lot, I, but I did. I said uh, well okay. i men and wrote him off. And then he, I talked him into buying um, chipping in on my frisbee because you had to pay to convert the car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he became half owner in the car. And and then he called John Morton Racing. Um, and then he said, I want it to be my team. So he became Phil It Con- became CGI Racing. Okay. That was his company. Yeah. And then he got it, he's, he, he, he we ran the, the, the Can Am in 81. And then we, he bought a Lola T600 that I drove in the IMSA series, you know, the, the GTP car. Yeah. And um, then he got a March, and I left to go to drive for Busby. Because things weren't, it didn't. I mean, we're still good. We were good friends. It wasn't that. I just thought. I don't think he's gonna. Much is gonna happen. And um, so I went to Busby's, and and Phil. Got did a turbo Buick. I did some testing on it, but uh, but factory kind of factory Lola thing. These are, these are. uh, Cars that are designed by the best best designer in the world now. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Adrian Newey. Yeah. Um, and we got you know the later March, and I, when I left, it was we had a, a march, and John Paul Junior was my co we were co drivers. Yeah. And then he, I left Phil, to go to Busby, and uh, uh, Phil. Stayed in, got the Turbo Buick deal, deal, and and had Mark mm-hmm. Michael Andretti drove, and and any number, John Paul drove, was yeah. and, and and never won anything, never, never won, uh. and. At the end of the deal, at five thousand dollars is the most he, he spent a million dollars. Oh my God! Spent a million dollars, probably lost a wife and a yeah. house. It would have been so much easier <laughs> to still, give him the money. <laughs> yeah, and still love racing. So that's what I did to this poor guy. Oh my God! That's I, I, that's, that's that's a joke in a yeah, way because he loved what he did and right. he was a great guy, but. I, I made I axi- I made him spend a hell of a lot. Of money. Oh, yeah. oh, that is funny. Before
0: we finish, I was you mentioned John Paul. I was thinking on my way here, John Paul Junior. For people listening, I, I mean, obviously that's the last time I saw you was with him. When yeah, You were at his place. Right. Um, it would have been great to have done this with him. Yeah, because right? I I had a hundred questions I never asked him. Yeah, and he probably had a hundred things to say he never got to say i mean i remember when i was at the racing school and his dad turned up one time he was out with ken you know on the slalom or thing and uh this little guy comes in and i knew all about his dad of course and but and all those stories and the legends and suddenly this little wiry guy heavy set kind of smaller is in front of me and saying is john paul here and i said yeah he's out on the slalom." he said will you tell him his dad's here i'd like to see him he hadn't seen him in I mean, had, he just turned up, and JP turned a different. Where was this? This Morosa. Huh. He just turned a different color. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't want to go in. Didn't want to see him. Amazing, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah.
1: What a. Well, Sylvia did a whole book on him. Yeah. During the period where he, you know, before he died, and stories that went way back. And uh, he, I need to he, read that. I haven't read that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's got one i'll give, yeah, you, we'll thank give you. you one
0: i'd love to read it yeah. no but i mean he you were a good friend
1: of his yeah 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 we were we were good friends when we we raced together yeah. primarily and um i didn't see him that much after that period until he was sick so, yeah yeah no, he, he was a he was a guy that i'm kind of glad i wasn't that kind of driver mm-hmm. because I mean, I I wasn't I I couldn't. No. He had a gift, but the gift was so natural that he didn't even know where it came from. Yeah. I think Parnelli's the same way. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he can't tell you what he does. No. Or he couldn't tell you yeah. how would you win Indianapolis. Well, I watched him win Indianapolis, and, and um, well, I had a good car, and I
0: I turned left and I, I drove I won with it. him at
1: Daytona <laughs> in a Mazda for twenty four hours with. Parnelli and PJ, yeah. and uh, he—I don't know—he just there was something about him that it—he—he—he it, he, he was a good businessman too. So it wasn't that he wasn't—he wasn't a sophisticated—you know—he didn't came come from a sophisticated background, and uh, he did really well. You're
0: but talking I, about Parnelli, or John Paul, or Parnelli? No, Parnelli. Parnelli yeah, yeah.
1: But I don't. I don't think he could tell you how he did it. You know, well, he, he could. You know, Fulmer was a really good driver too, yeah. and he could beat Fulmer.
2: Yeah,
0: he and could just do it,
1: couldn't he? He just could do it, and 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 but, but he maybe just had, he, had, he had something that just could do it.
0: Yeah, and I think you've when you know everything, and when I read up on him a lot because I did one of these with him, maybe the last last yeah. time he's a, he'll ever talk to anyone yeah. like this. And I was reading. A lot of articles about him just wanted to try and find out what kind of a mat driver he was because i knew he couldn't tell me as unfortunately as d- detailed as i wanted and uh, maybe you and i are more similar than than like a john Paul or him, but certainly a panelli or any of those guys they also had the ability to drop to take it to the uh, to the mat like yeah. they could punch people out they could do yeah they I've always cared too much. Well, I don't other think people John Paul, ever John Paul never hurt that. anyone. No, that's his true. Father his
1: father did. He's on the grid once at Mid Ohio. Oh, he really? punched Graham McRae, knocked him down because he was pushing his car and Graham McRae wouldn't get out of the way on to the Jeez. grid.
0: That's why John Paul was so different from his dad. Yeah, I know. Completely. Wow. Um young when young people come up to you, young drivers, I mean if you did have a if a young driver came up and they wanted to chat and you know you're someone that they they know of and you've been you've kind of been the you know down that road what what advice do you have any sort of life advice you give young people or what have you what do you think you've learned at the end of this whole crazy run
1: you know the that's a funny that's a that's a good question and I have a funny answer for it I mean a weird answer i I often have guys come up to me and say yeah I know I know you, you raced the Dotsons and you won this and you won that but I have a Dotson too and here's what I've done. I mean they, they get yeah. the, they they know who I am yeah. in relation to you know whatever car they're talking about and then they tell you what they do. I went in a, con, a slalom and I was really doing well and I went out to Willow Springs and I passed this guy. Yeah. That's kind of what happens as far as a serious conversation about give me advice. I said I You know, if they're a a young guy, I'd say to do what I had to do to start is I bought my own car for $3,300 and I worked on it myself and uh, with some help and I won several races and I kind of moved up gradually, but that's not how it works anymore. You don't buy your own car and do that. You get a whole bunch of money and give it to some good team and and win at a lower level and then win at the next level and i said if you can't do that if you don't have access to money maybe stock car racing where where you could and that even takes the yeah. money but maybe another form of racing but to make it in big time in road racing and start at the bottom if that's all you've got the wherewithal to do it would be you couldn't do it today no what I had to do, and whatever I'm not because I'm special, but what people had to do then, unless they happened to be an incredible talent that just bang it, it just bursts into onto the scene like Dave McDonald did. Mm. He was he was a drag racer, and he had a Corvette and tried it and could win races and went always you know had a weird sideways style. And wanted everything he did—the Times Grand Prix, the first time oh, wow. he, you know, he just won stuff because he ha- he was like Parnelli, yeah. Only he was a mechanic that worked on his own cars, so he was, you know, he was a line, He was a mechanic at a Chevy dealership.
0: But you know, they're not the ones sometimes that get make it to the
1: history books, right? There's he might not even have made it, this, it no. today. No, maybe he wouldn't.
0: Even. Well, thanks so much, John. That was great. God, I can't yeah. believe. It's 30, 20, 25 years since we raced at Le Mans.
1: Was it? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's just horrifying. I'm now 54. <laughs> I mean, yeah. my, How old were you? I was 20, so so uh, I was t- I'm 50, so I was 30. 30, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was 30. And, but the same thing for me. I thought I was going, I thought it. You know, you winning the championship for crazy, you're winning races. Yeah. You think you're, you're all the way, you know? Yeah. So. Well, thank you so yeah. much.